0: You can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement. You can mute commercials on TV, turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper, and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business. Just give us a call. 312-237-7851. Ask for Jay.
1: Now they have um, 3D, uh, no, it's meta. Meta paintings that you can get for like $500 and then yeah, be 5000
0: That shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I know somebody that, uh, one of my clients that had a five, their kid bought, was 13, bought a $500 painting, saved their money on Meta, and it equals 5000 now. That's crazy. So, yeah. It's, there's no kid. age for financial advisor. It just depends on where you're trying to go and what do you want for yourself. All
0: right. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I have another special guest in the building. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself.
1: My name is Aisha. I am the owner and founder of Queens Connections.
0: Okay. For everybody that don't know out there, explain what Queens Connection is.
1: Um, Queen's Connections is a financial consultant business, so I have a variety of things that I do. I go from taxes, credit repair, notary services. I also added bookkeeping um, for clients that need that. And I also have like consulting if you just have questions about anything dealing with financial. Um, I write grants. I also do promotions for different um, programs that are out here for, like, funding. So those are just the little things that I do, and I'm trying to add on more things as I go through.
0: So you're a one-stop shop for the bread. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to get into, you know, the finance department or the
1: finance career or finance lane? Well, I just want to say um, our culture is very slim with knowing about finances. We know how to get it every other way, but the right way, you right. know. And so with that being said, I just want us to have financial freedom. And what I mean by that is just to find ways to let our people know that it's ways that you can get 20, 50, 100, 200,000, a million if you just do things the right way and set things up. And I'm one of the ones that didn't know and credit was bad and, you know, just didn't know financial literacy and you see everybody on TVs and on social medias, and they got all those fancy things, but how? Right. So I just wanted to spread it to different young men and women to let them know.
0: You spoke on your credit being bad. What was like the first step you took to you know changing that around?
1: The first thing was I, I did a lot of research. I like to read and I like to understand things. Because when I learn something, I can give that tool to somebody else. So my credit was like a literally like 430 starting off, but now I'm at the 700s. So that's pretty good for me. Right.
0: So give, give us a quick breakdown on, on how somebody can go from the 400s to the 700s.
1: First thing I will go off of is basically making sure that all your information is right on the credit bureaus. Make sure that All the addresses, they take all those old addresses off. Call the credit bureaus. Just tell them, you know, I don't stay at these addresses no more. Get all that old information off because you're just making a lengthy record for no reason. You don't live there no longer. There's no use for it. So those is one of the um, tactics that I use. I also, um, I just use 609 letters. That's something else is just like basically what information do people have that say they have your credit information and that you had these accounts. Sometimes people have the count, sometimes they don't. It's a lot of footwork, but with my help, or just like I said, a consultant or do it yourself credit repair, you can learn how to get your credit from a 430, 700 to eight hundreds.
0: Now, I've been the victim of this probably like two, three times, but I was uneducated. I didn't know. I had collection people calling me, sending me letters, and I actually paid a couple collections off. But I don't have
1: to do that, right? You don't have to do that. Basically, if I thought that in the beginning too. So you're not the only one. There's a lot of people that think that you gotta just pay everything off and then sometimes you pay it off and then they still won't take it off. Right. You know, um, sometimes something else that people don't know is that you pay these debts off, but they be double dipping. And what I mean by double dipping is they'll get their money from the IRS, just say a credit card company or something, saying they write it off as a bad debt. And when they file their taxes, cause everybody have to file taxes, they'll write it off as a bad debt and they'll still get money for that. And then they'll come back and get money for you. So if you find that out, just asking them, okay, if it's paid off or what you got to do, and then it's paid off already, they're going to see that you they already paid that debt and they can get in trouble for those things.
0: I heard that you can sue for for uh, it's something about like the consumer report. Like they can't put certain things on your... Uh on your credit report without first letting you know that it's going on your credit report or something like that?
1: Yeah, it's some truth to it. It depends on the company. It depends on the company and what type of charge it is because it's a different type of things on your credit. It can be as a charge-off. Charge-off is when they charge it off because they're getting paid for that debt. All right. So that's, that's where they get the money for it. Another thing that a lot of people, they get credit cards and stuff, they get excited. What I want people to really understand is just say you got a $1,000 credit card. You shouldn't spend no more than $300 on that credit card. But you can, though. You got 30 days to pay that back. So just say you need $1,000 to pay your rent and stuff. You got that $1,000. What you need to do is, if you need to spend it, go ahead and spend it. But you need to pay it back before that closing date. All right. So one of my credit cards is due on the 16th, but it closed on the 19th. So from the 16th to the 19th, I don't use that card and I make sure I pay it on the 16th. And from the 16th to the 19th, I don't use it. It's going to report as paid. But then on the 20th, I max it back out all again. So you have that whole $1,000 to use. All right,
0: now. Personal credit and business credit. Mm -hmm. Now, my personal credit, once I, every time I get a, a, well, every time I've applied for a personal credit card, they usually just give me like $300 to start off. But when I applied for my first ever business card, they gave me $4,000, and I'm like, What's going on here? Like, why are they so just frugal with just giving you money for the business and not personal?
1: You got to look at it. A business, they think going to make more money. Anything with business, they're going to charge more. Just like if you get a, a business internet, it's $150 just for the internet. But if you get it personally, it's going to be $30 because they're just thinking automatically if you have a business. It's just, I think, like a, a thought of it. You got a business, so you got money. You need more money. That'd be a joke if they give you three hundred dollars for a business. What can you do with that? All right. You know, personally, just for yourself, that, that's a little bit more manageable just to see how you how disciplined you are. So
0: Nah, we uh I don't know if we still in the pandemic or not. I'm gonna just say we not. <laughs> but when the pandemic first started, I had someone tell me, like, man, I know somebody they can get you this PPP loan, this $20,000 loan. And I went and sat with her and I, I talked to her and I was asking her questions and she couldn't answer the questions that I needed her to answer. Maybe because it was still young or maybe she mm-hmm. just was uneducated on it. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't take advantage of the PPP loan because I didn't understand it. Right. You mm-hmm. feel me? Would you for, for everybody that did take advantage of it, do you think, it was, it was smart for them to do because a lot of them didn't use it for business.
1: Um, everybody probably got their different perspectives, but my perspective of it is if you was a business, you needed that funding It's out there for you. It's a program now ERC. If you have a business, these are, they want businesses to get back off the ground, but I would recommend if you're going to do that, you need to sit with someone that is professional. If you just got somebody on the street, yeah, man, I can hook you up with twenty thousand. Give me five or ten. You right. know what she I'm saying? She wanted
0: a couple bucks. Too. I'm like, <laughs> <"What>? <laughs> and I gotta pay this back.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if it was done the right way and you have a structured business, there's you take the opportunity. Okay. Take the opportunity to just. I just think you should sit with a professional. But sometimes professionals try to get over. It. Just think. Just think a percentage. What you think is reasonable. Do your research on whoever you have in doing your financial. Their background. What all do you know about finances? What, you know, what, like PPP, it was new. PPP's new, ERC's new, uh, taxes 7202, like the COVID sick relief that everybody was getting 30000 It was legal. It's just that people, is new, so people was like the unknown, didn't know nothing much about it. But take the opportunity, yeah, you know, I wish once I the opportunity have. is presented to yourself, just go ahead and take it.
0: I immediately kicked myself like, man, I should have did it. You
1: know. Well, it's other opportunities now, like the ERC credit is $26,000 per employee that you have. You have to be W-2 and it's going to be other opportunities. I mean, we never know what will happen. A lot of people are still dwelling on PPP. If you took took that chance and you did it and you did what you had to. Great! If you had the money and you messed over, you can't keep beating yourself up about spoiled milk. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Just take another opportunity and build yourself up because it's still always, like I said, build your business credit up. Now that you got your business, you can get hundreds of thousands by doing that. Just you got to just learn the game.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, you said you you write grants or you help write them.
1: Um, I write grants. I had took a class. I actually went to college. Um, and learn how to write grants uh, everything they don't teach you in middle school and high school I wanted to take advantage I went to school for several different things but then I went for business and they taught me about taxes they taught me about you know uh, bookkeeping and ledgers and just different things that I think it should be in elementary schools all the way up to high school
0: now, writing a grant I, I got a homegirl she runs a non-profit mm-hmm. and I watched her write a grant it takes a long time to write a grant like what do you have any shortcuts or like you say everything you should consult a professional
1: I wouldn't say it's a, a shortcut um it's just different programs it's just like you have to get a Sam's numbers it's a lot of different like financial things that you probably won't know. It's a different link. Lang- it's different languages for everything. Yeah. Just like with being on here, it's like something. If you say, uh, "a con- uh, creator contour," I wouldn't know what you're talking about. You know, but that's your language. It's my language of you know a five hundred three profit or just different organizations, a LLC. You do need certain criteria and things. They're making it a little bit harder to write grants. But I mean, if you sit with somebody, most definitely, because if you to, apply for a grant, you can do it on your own, but I always say seek a professional. So you can get it done or you can do trials and tribulation. Because grants only stay open sometimes for the short period of time. It can't be done.
0: All right, now we we jump right into the money. You know, usually <laughs> yeah. I, I start off asking people where they from. So where are you from?
1: Um, that's a tricky question. I wanna say that because It's funny, uh, my fiance, he said, wherever high school you go to, that's where you're from. Okay,
0: facts. So, uh,
1: (laughs) I just, um, when I was on my way here, I'm like, what am I say when he asked me where I'm from? So majority of my high school, I came from Davenport, Iowa. So you can say I'm from there, but I was born in Chicago and I've been back and forth. So I'm a little bit, I'm special. So I got you, a little bit of both.
0: So you kind of put most of your time in Iowa. No, nah, we
1: ain't gonna say all that your now. Your teenage <laughs> years—that's <laughs> yeah. that's what matters. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. Davenport is majority of where I came from.
0: What uh, what experiences would you say that you learned from you know growing up in Iowa compared to being back and forth with Chicago?
1: Um, it's different experiences. Um, I would say it's more slower pace. I would say that um. They have programs and things to help people. Also, they were not established at all, like with buildings and like different programs and stuff. They're still building there. Chicago was more of a fast pace. They have more unity things. I see uh, Lori Lightfoot is doing a lot of things. You know, the mayor's giving away a lot of things. So Iowa is basically behind, if you want to say, that um, I learned a lot more in Chicago.
0: When you was a little kid, what was something that you wanted to be growing up?
1: I wanted to be so much. I went to college to be a funeral director. Um, that's I wanted different to be right I want,
0: huh? I say that's different right there.
1: I'm always unique, always on the edge type of person. I don't never want to be someone that want to do what everybody else do. I didn't want to, congrats for everybody that's a nurse or that's, a, you know, doing hair. But I always wanted to do something different you know, because that's another thing that I see is wrong with us as a culture. I feel we need more our own grocery store. I feel we need, like you said, more financial. I feel we need more of my um, own doctor's offices. I feel we need our own, like you said, funeral homes. Just different things that we can just call our own. Yeah. You know, everybody else have their own grocery stores or uh, urgent care and things like that. I just want to broadcast different things. And that's another reason why I went to financial. So I can help people do things besides the basics. But I don't knock nobody that do hair or makeup or things like that because that's needed too. Facts. So.
0: You know, uh, it's a it's a lot of people that complain about those things. But it's, it's rare that people actually put the action in motion to try to change those things. And I think that's where the change actually starts at. Like you say, you you saw something that you wanted to do and you jumped into it to change the perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that because, like y'all say, a lot of people don't get started on it. They just they 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 procrastinate about it. They say they're going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never come. They look up 10 years from now. Now it's like, man, and it's too late. And time just
1: pass you by. Fast. And then, like, people be like, I ain't going to school to be no doctor or I ain't going to school to be no nurse practitioner or do none of that. But what time ain't doing nothing but passing us by anyways. For real. It's, and then, I like, I'm a pinpoint it again. I want to be thankful for, um, like I said, my fiancé because he gave me a different aspect of how life is. It's like you got to get on the board. Utilize it as monopoly. If you don't get on the board then a monopoly, you know, how you got to, you buy the houses and, you know, you, if you don't do right, you're going to go to jail or you're going, you going you gonna, to, you might pass go sometimes and come up with some extra little money here and there, but you still got to do what you got to do. You want to be on Park Avenue or you want to be on, on the other side, you know, where you got low hu- housing. It's up to you and what opportunities that you present yourself. And I just want to try to make some type of change.
0: I saw this study. I want to say it said about 2050, the uh the that black people are basically gonna be down to zero you know income, like what are some ways now that we can take control of our financial freedom and you know avoid that pitfall that that's already set in stone for us?
1: The biggest thing I would say is unity. we don't have unity as at all as the man with the woman or friends it's like. It's goofy nowadays if you put trust and into people. You know, I didn't have people accuse me because the IRS this year is um, getting what was owed to them this year. So people yeah. getting a lot of their taxes from twenty thirteen to t- two thousand twenty two. If you owe the IRS, they taking their money back. Oh, you a scammer? You took this money, but you gave me all your information. You know. Right. So basically, it's it's unity. We. But if somebody else tell you something else, then. If, if a white person and I'm not prejudiced by far, a white person or a Mexican person tell you it's okay, you know, but oh, it's a black person scamming, it's just needs to be more unity and c- build our own community, our own structure because the, most money, come yeah. the you- most money comes from us. Yeah, the most money comes from us because, like, everybody got the restaurants and different things, we're gonna spend our money, we're gonna spend it, and then it goes back to them, just like with banks. I just seen something on TikTok that made sense. It's churches and they put money into these churches and then they go put it into the bank and the money just got the money sitting there. And then when you take it, when you, what they going to do, you got to have a good credit score to even get the loan. Yeah. And then we stress it. And then when we get to the good credit, we don't know what we got to do because we steady trying to get what we need to be at. So it's just a constantly back and forth tackle of trying to have unity and to be as one and just, Everybody be on one accord to be from the lowest to even the highest.
0: One of my uh, one thing that I learned was having a a savings account is not necessarily the way to build your money. You know, once I started investing in the stock market, and I used to work for Comcast. And one cool thing about Comcast from day one, they enroll you in a 401k plan, you know, Nah, all everybody got their own thing to say about the 401k, you know. But it helped me, you know what I'm saying, to the point where I am now where uh, they fired me. I, I lost my job in like 2018, and i just been figuring it out ever since, you know. But majority of that was based on me having a 401k account that just build up. And me, you know, they was matching 4%. So... They taking 4% out of my check, and they matching that 4%. So it slowly builded up over time, you know. And I was like, man, if I would have put that same amount of money into the bank, it probably would have grew like 0.2%, you know.
1: And that's exactly. You wouldn't have seen near as much money. Um, Roth IRAs, they're different than 401Ks. That's also great, too, because when you have a 401K, the difference is, is that when you ready to take that money out before you are a certain age, because that's for when you get older. Yeah. You know, if you take the money out ahead of time, just say you, t- you took it out now at your age, and it's not time to take it out, what they're going to do is they're going to tax you. Everything is taxes. They're going to take the money up front. But if you get a Roth IRA, the difference is before you even put money in there, they're going to take the taxes out. So if you withdraw early from that, you get your money, just the amount of money that you put in and what they had added on top of that. All
0: right, now you speaking on taxes a lot. Like, what's the correct way to file your taxes? Because now I see, uh, I want to say, uh, fuck, I can't remember which one. But usually, it'd be like, man, you file your taxes yourself with uh, what is it?
1: There's a lot of different ones. TurboTax, TurboTax re-tax, I say?
0: and uh, damn, I can't think of the other one, man they're they're a big tax company tax act no nah, not tax tax hack. layer they green the Cash logo up. green no nah, the logo green for the, i can't think of their name but they they've been running a lot of commercials like
1: man
0: h and r block okay they like Hewitt. they like yeah. bro stop doing your taxes yourself bring it to the professionals yeah. why why do you think they running with that now when it was always you can go online file yourself now they want you to bring it into the tax professionals
1: Um, That's a good question, actually. Um, It really just depends on the person, but my perspective of it is people lose out on a lot of money. Yes, you're paying less to have a professional, mean for you to do it yourself than a professional, right? But you probably missing out on a lot of tax breaks, just like you probably didn't know that you can file, you know, your 401k account on your taxes. You probably didn't know, you know, that there's other credits that you can get in deductions, you know. So it is better to seek a professional. Just make sure you're doing everything right. All
0: right. For the people that, that want to get in tune with you and want to find you, like, do you teach classes or is it like a one on one consultation that they could book with you?
1: Um, that's something that I'm looking for to next year is just growing and to also do that. Because some people don't want to do a professional because there's so much fraud and identity theft and things going on. People just want to learn how to do it for their own self or even start their own tax firm and do their own tax business. And I am looking forward next year of having a lot of great things for uh, my tax clients or potential tax clients to be doing.
0: What are some questions that people should be asking their tax preparer this year?
1: Um, experience. How much experience do you have? Um, Are you just, and you call yourself a tax preparer. Are you an EA? Are you a CPA? Um, Do you have a P10? P10 is like the lowest. It's just a a number that you get from the IRS saying that they gave you, they did like a background and to see if you can actually file taxes. You know, so, and then your they my information or another tax preparer information will be on the bottom of the tax information. So if you get audited or if it's another issue, your tax preparer will be right there on the side of you. It's like having a lawyer. You pay your lawyer to do something for you. You They keep you in tune with what's going on. But if something happens, y'all come up with a plan and figure out how to bring it back to the judge. Just the same way with taxes. All
0: right. You said you also do bookkeeping. What are some good softwares out there, you know, for people to keep up with, you know, what they're making, what they spending?
1: Um, QuickBooks and Wave are great apps because it's basically like it tells you how to do things. Um, people, it's like a tutorials. They can show you how to actually keep record of your bookkeeping because the IRS is really, in the next couple of years, they're really slamming down on things. They even change into if you can claim head of household or not, depending on how much income you make. You know, that used to be not a big... Thing or about who kids you filing. You might be claiming your niece and nephew. They want all this proof. That's just in case of an audit. But who wants to go digging for things and finding things? You should already have it. So then you know if your business is profitable or not, you know, and where's your money going and how you spending it so you could be more understanding of your own business because I feel that gives you room to grow.
0: What was some of the, the roadblocks you had to overcome with running your own personal business?
1: The main thing is consistency. Um, I was not very consistent at first. I was just taking taxes and everything. And a buddy of mine that I was doing taxes with that actually was teaching me a little bit more and I worked underneath her. She's actually, uh, have a master's degree in business also. She was like, Aisha, you taking as a hobby. I wasn't doing a lot of advertisement, but I wanted all these clients. You have to work for what you want. Um, I wasn't taking on any extra classes at first. So it's just in your field, I feel you should do more advertising, more learning, more understanding of it, because it's, it's any business. It's a large pie. And I was just getting a piece of the pie. All
0: right. Has that like moving forward? Was that like the eye opener to the point where you said I can do more and I am going to do more? Because like you say, you do bookkeeping, tax preparing, all these different things.
1: I'm just adding on more because that's what I think of my perspective of a financial consultant. I need to be able to do a lot of different things with financials. I need to do notary in order to stamp my client's credit repairs and send that out, or notary to just have um, things on file. Like if another one of my clients or some, if I'm hiring somebody, it can be a contract for contracts and things, you know, because. We don't need nobody, your word against mine. No, we have a clear understanding. We can sit down and we have a consultant and we know exactly what we're going into. And even if you don't understand, it's my job to let you understand. All
0: right, that's my favorite question right here.
1: Your favorite, okay. My favorite one. <laughs>
0: If you can go back and give your younger self any advice, what would it be?
1: Ooh, that's a lot.
0: Hey, we got time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I can go back, Man. I would do things a lot differently and I tell my kids. I'm just being 100% honest. The crowd of people that I hung around, the, to listen more as a child, and just when I thought I was a teenager, I just thought I knew everything. And it's, it's I still learning every day. So I just think I would did a lot of things differently, but then I kind of contradict myself because everything that you go through it helps you to grow to be a better person, or who you are. It's everything is I feel is planned in your life. So, me hanging with the wrong crowd, it, it taught me the, you know, the street level of things. But then when I went to college, I learned the educational thing, and I think that both are needed. So, all
0: right, this is my last question right here. Okay, when people hit the lottery, they usually go broke within I want to say like two to three years. We got professional athletes that don't survive past 5 years after they retire or leave the sport that they played in. So at what what year or at what time should somebody look to hire a financial advisor?
1: There's no right or wrong time. Um especially in this day and age cuz I see a lot of 15 year olds that's multimillionaires. I see 19, older, or even 40, 50, 60. It's the, the generation that we're in now is such a broad of who will need it for the finances that they have. Um, I would think it depends on what are you trying to do? You know, what are you trying to do? And I would think it depends on the level of the income. Like I've seen the 15-year-old boy that's a multimillionaire. He's 15, you know, so he's 15. So I think that he needs a financial advisor with a multi-million to make him more money, you know, and to invest, you know, buy houses. Or now they have um, 3D, uh, no, it's meta. Meta paintings that you can get for like 500 and then yeah, be 5000
0: That shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I know somebody that, uh, one of my clients that had a, Five, their kid bought was thirteen. Bought a five hundred dollar painting. Saved their money on Meta, and it equals five thousand now. That's crazy. So yeah, it's there's no kid. age for financial advisor. It just depends on where you are trying to go and what do you want for yourself.
0: That's a crazy flip for a little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: they 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 have more. Knowledge and things, I'm starting to see a lot of kids and stuff because the internet has taken over. Yeah, the information. Social media stocks and all those things. Like, I'm 33, so my generation is just have a little bit of computer experience. But the people that's 33 and younger, I think, or even 35 and younger, they have the tools for the computer experience.
0: All right, before we get out of here, I'll tell the people how they can get in tune with you, stay in tune with you, find everything you got going on.
1: Well, it's a couple of ways that you guys can get in tune with me. I, um, You can find me on queensconnection.com. I'll go on my website and book, or you can call my phone number, or you can catch me on the billboard sliding around town one day in the Chicago, uh, Ind- Indiana area, Midwest area. Or you can call me on... My business phone, 773-536-7345. Hey,
0: facts, so. they could definitely find you on the billboard. Right. <laughs> Even though you only paid for them couple days, you still on there. So every time I turn it on, you still on there.
1: You hey, feel? you said the people were stopping you asking about me. Like, so, I And be... I got a lot of people that was like, yeah, you use the girl on the billboard. <laughs> you know, I
0: appreciate when anybody spends some money with me, you know. So I won't, I won't necessarily tell them like, man, I'm still giving you pre- free promo. You know what I'm right. saying? But I don't know. It's just something I do.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. That's what that unity come from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you you was blowing my line like, man, you was asking a 100 questions. And I appreciated (laughs) that. Like, I appreciated that because as a young business owner, we had to get used to, you know, talking to people and having Mm -hmm. answers for questions that they ask. So I appreciate it It was like you was practicing with me, but you ain't even know it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But that's just me, though. Uh, When it comes to this financial or I can't talk to these people, where Aisha at? They gonna call me, cause am asked a million-one questions down to the TDT cause then I know exactly what I'm going into. That's just me. Yeah. Everybody in my family, everybody, I gotta call Aisha. Anytime something going on with some business or something, anything, I'll call Aisha. That's, that's just the way it is. Queen's Connection never stopped really.
0: Man, it took us a, a minute to to actually get this sitting. Yeah. Out, but I appreciate <laughs> you for for siding on me and, and just speaking financial literacy. Because like you say, that's something that's lacked in our community.
1: Yes. And it that's is.
0: something that I try to teach my kids. And most of the time, they be like, come on, bro. I don't, I don't they, care they don't now, appreciate you know? it though. My daughter's 17
1: and I used to tell her and my stepkids and all of them, they I used to have them at the table, right? This is a funny story. I had them sit at the table. I had worksheets, like I'm a teacher or something, and they all the older two, my stepson and all that. They like, man, mama with this stuff, and uh, <laughs> and she always want to do this, you know. So the two oldest ones, they doing their own thing now. They think they grown, but they when I get them on their own and I talk to them, they be like, everything you taught me, you know, it came to life. I had made some worksheets and I, whatever job they wanted, I let them to pick, but then. I gave them, okay, what kind of house you want? What kind of car you want? You know, and then when it got down to it, I had one that wanted to be a pilot, one that wanted to be a model, one that just, he just, my little baby, she's only nine, but I made her do it. She wanted to be working McDonald's, flipping burgers, but I made her do it too. That's her mm-hmm. little thing. But when it came down to it, they see that they didn't have that much money left over. So what we got to do, invest. You pick the path that you want, and I explained that to them so strongly, and I wish that, more of our parents would explain that to us. So just keep putting it in your kid's head because they'll understand it when they get older, be like, this is what daddy was talking about or this is what mama was talking about. They get tired of hearing me and me and them always talking, like, oh, here they go, but they gonna appreciate it. Cause now when they go out with their friends and stuff and they know how to use credit cards and debit cards and do different things and understand financial literacy, they thankful and I know it will take them a long way.
0: They don't got no choice. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna beat it in their head. And I just got my daughter; she just turned 15, uh, February 20th. And I got her a debit card last year, and she just be swiping, swiping. (laughs) So I'm like, with uh, I gotta get her to download the Acorn app and attach that to it. You know what I'm saying? So automatically, you know what I'm saying? Invest them little pennies. Mm -hmm. Because I was doing Acorn, and it's crazy. I'm gonna tell this quick story before we get out of here. That's fine. I had Acorn and. I had built up uh, Acorn to like $500 just off the change that
1: I was spending. And you never
0: thought about it. I had about
1: $300 in a in little time. <laughs>
0: and I took that money and I bought uh Do- coin, And this was when it was like, it wasn't even cents. I, I didn't even understand what it was, but I was using the Robinhood app. And it was some, it was, I don't know, fractions of a penny, you know. And I invested like 150 of that $500 into Dogecoin. And I looked up one day, and it was $3,000. That's how it be. I bought both of them cameras right there. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, this is crazy. And then, you know, it took its dip, but I got up out of that before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: It's also something called, I wanted to tell you, it's Ace Trader. Um, Everybody talk about Bill Gates and everybody buying up the farms and stuff. Well, you can go on Ace Trader and get an acre of land, and they pay you every year it's between, you can get a land from 3,000 all the way to 20,000. So you could have took that 3,000, had you a little piece of a land. Mm -hmm. And within that year that even if the crops don't progress what it's supposed to, you can still get money every year, even if it's a drought or whatever. But then within five years, if you don't pull your money out, they, you still get like, I think like a lot of money. I think if I paid like, I was gonna put like 10000 in, I would have had like 219000 in five years. Shit. It's off land. Yeah. And they just, they have to pay you, the farmers do now, off Ace Trader because you own a piece of their land now. That's correct. So they gotta pay you the rent for having their property. So yeah. it's a lot of different things that people don't know.
0: Say less, Ace Trader, I'm on that. All I'm right. Sure <laughs> I do my yeah. Research. I need to own some land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know the value of that now. But once again, I appreciate you for coming through. Well, I appreciate you. No problem. You got anything else you want to say before we leave?
1: No, just everybody just come see me and we can get this financial thing started.
0: All right, man. This has been another episode of Conversations with
1: Jay.